start recording. <clears throat> Who's doing the intro? Are you doing the intro? I'll do the intro. Okay. Just tell me when. Whenever you're ready. Okay. I also, so I'm going to cut in here because I don't think it will shock anybody that has listened to this podcast or that knows me, but I am obsessed with David Bowie. Like I love David Bowie and this film is one of the reasons why it was very much like a sexual awakening (laughs) seeing David Bowie in Labyrinth in this episode. (laughs) Blair, this is not a focus on the psychology of Courtney's childhood, okay? (laughs) <laughs> something happened <laughs> I mean you've read some of the stuff I write I, I don't know what to tell you something happened for sure listeners still trying to figure it out her chair I think you've tilted your mic because you're very muffled right now okay is that better she spasmed <laughs> Oh, editing of this is gonna be fun. <laughs> okay, yeah. If you're, th- let's think about this. Let's dive deep into this. If you are a centuries-old entity, in what world would you want to take the form of a thirteen-year-old pub- like prepubescent going into puberty boy? Like that seems like the worst decision to make. <laughs> I don't know. And there was actually an reading more into this, I found a, a review from when this movie came out. Please read it. Um, it's just, and this is just a snippet, but they really were digging to compare this movie to something um, deeper, I guess. Uh, but according to this review from the Newhouse News Service, this must be the first version of the Faust myth in which not only does Faust, or in this case, Christy, the girl, manage to weasel out of a pact with the devil, but succeeds succeeds in regenerating him as well. That's a stretch. It, that's a, it's a, that's a interesting, uh, yeah. Wow. So. Uh, my mom also said something about Sound of Music. I was, I was clearly, I, so the running joke is that I'm like an 80 year old. It's true. I am very, I'm an old soul, but when my mom was throwing out films, they were all like not children's films. They were musicals that were geared towards adults. Yeah. And then the Goonies. (laughs) I hate Spectrum. Can I say that? Yeah, I can say it too. These episodes are brought to you by Spectrum Wi-Fi. Please get your act together, Spectrum. (laughs) I just realized I referenced the Blair Witch Project and your name is Blair. You know, here's another uh, fun fact that's a Blair fun fact. Um, (laughs) Somebody that I work with um, yesterday, actually, I was on a call um, and I like introduced myself and then I immediately got like an instant message. afterwards it was like i have a very strange question for you are you prepared for this i was like oh god it is friday i don't know what kind of weird question you're about to ask me so he asked do you like your name 
<laughs> I was like, who asked that? Like, who says, do you like your name? <laughs> I was like, well, I did it as a kid, but I like it now because it's unique. You know, like, you know, I, I like having a kind of unique name. I was like, why, you know, why are you asking about my name? And he's like, oh, well, we're about to have a kid. And on the short list is the name Blair. <laughs> I was like, oh, but it was a very strange experience. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Um, I, I'm, I fully stand behind the name Blair in case anybody was wondering. Yeah, Courtney's not bad either. Courtney's a great you name know. as well. Be prepared, though, if you go to a country where Courtney is still primarily a boy's You're name. You're talking to a Blair who has it spelled the masculine way. I constantly get mistaken for a man. Oh, see, I forget that uh, Blair used to also be a man's name. But okay, well, there are still many also places in the world where Courtney is a man's or a masculine. I'll put masculine that way. Name. Let me let me put that a better way. Um, considered a masculine name. And I'll never forget the first time, because my mom and I have taken a lot of trips together, the first time we were in a place where that was the case, and I introduced myself, and the people assumed I was just picking a random name, because my name couldn't possibly be Courtney, because that is a masculine name, and I was a little girl, and yeah, that was I've, like, legit showed up to hospitals uh, when I was a kid. I was a sickly kid, surprising nobody. Um, I went to a hospital when I was a kid and they had like an all male staff for me to treat me. And like, as soon as I showed up, they were like, oh, we just assumed oh. that you were male. So I had like no female physicians whatsoever because nobody reads charts. Nobody reads charts. Yeah, fun fact. Interesting. Okay. That's one thing I love, though, about gender neutral names is. Yeah, they can be, it doesn't matter. It could be anything. Pronouns. You can put in your preferred That's pronouns. Right. How's Yoda settling? She's been actually really clingy. Mm. She like, normally when I worked from home, when we were in North Carolina, she'd stay in my office most of the day, but she would still like wander about the house. She does not leave my side. Aw. Well, she's probably still getting used to her new abode. Yeah. Okay, I made my note. I don't know if you, I hope you can't hear Maya snoring because she's still right right here. <laughs> and she's snoring the whole time. So I can hear her when she like snuffles. When she's like <laughs> <laughs> She sounds like a pig. <laughs> she really does. Poor Maya. Change her name to Babe. <laughs> That's a film that we should have talked about in the children's movie film. Hmm. I never liked it that much. I just remember that'll do pig. That'll do pig. Yeah. But then that got ruined for me because the guy who played the farmer played this really twisted, messed up role in American Horror Story. And now I season two. I've seen season two. I don't remember him in it. I've only seen like three seasons of American Horror Story. It was Asylum. He played the doctor who was experimenting on people. Oh, that's right. Had like a weird complex because his dick was so small. As most men. <laughs>
anyway, so yeah, that pretty much ruined it for me. I can't, I can't watch Babe now without thinking about that. Don't blame you. All right. <laughs> Are you starting or I'm starting? I guess I'm starting. Okay. Ready? I'm gonna, I know people don't have like the spoke ringtones anymore, but I'm gonna put that as my ringtone somehow. <laughs> um, <laughs> But my fun fact about this is in the book, if you've read the book, uh, Dorothy's slippers are silver. Um, they're magical silver slippers. But because the film was um, utilizing uh, Technicolor, they wanted to have a very bright, vibrant color for her, her shoes. And the reason they chose red was to make her appear more American. Um, <laughs> it was like the epitome of the all-American girl uh, from Kansas wearing red, white, and blue. I did not know that. And I've read the book and I didn't, did not even think about the fact that her shoes aren't red in the book. Yep. Wow. That was a fun fact. We're doing top. Oh, thank you so much, Ethel. I call, I call any electronic female voices Ethel, just so you know, that's why I keep saying that. Cause she talks very loud. She does talk very loud. I think I default to Stella so that I can yell at them and feel like Marlon Brando. Stella! Exactly. I used to live across the street from a pasture of cows, and I did name the bull Stanley and all of the heifers Stella. So when I got home, I would just yell out Stella. The neighbors thought I was crazy, but... (laughs) I mean, are you doing anything right if your neighbors don't think you're crazy? It's a valid point. Okay, so now we are doing... Closeted Actors is the next episode. This is top fives, right? Yep, top five. So Queer Representation in Film Part 2. Part 2. Our uh, favorite, our top five list. Let me get my notes open up on my phone correctly here. Oh, but I'm a cheerleader. I haven't seen that, but I've seen, uh, God, so many clips from it. It's so good. It's very much like a John Waters film without actually being a John Waters film. Sam, don't you dare come in here whining like you want something when I just tried to let you out. He's trying the the chin on the knee trick. Okay. I also had the birdcage. Okay. Um, where am I at here? Hold on. You also took my fun fact about Rocky Horror. Sorry. <laughs> Now, question, are we uh, talking about actual queer films or just our films that have our favorite queer representation? I did favorite films with queer representation. Okay, that's what I thought. Can I cheat and, and use a TV show or no? Yeah. Why do I not have anything? This is why I have to print stuff out because otherwise I'm just all over the place. All right, I'm going to write, handwrite my little list here so I don't have to keep switching between tabs on my phone. I have Morocco, mm-hmm. which of course was 1930 and a dead 10. And nothing work around here. I'm going to see some of my family tomorrow for the first time since uh, pandemic era. That's exciting. You know, my niece turned 19 yesterday, which is oh, weird. Wow. Yeah, I know my little um, like the twins that I looked after, they graduated high school this year. 
<laughs> and I was like, but I literally, I, uh. I swear I'm more organized than this. I know you are. I've seen your uh, writing board. <laughs> old. I feel old. Mm-hmm. I'm much more prepared for the next episode. Good, because I'm less prepared for that. I just kind of listed out <laughs> actors that I knew were closeted. Yes, I am much more prepared for that one. One, two, where am I at? Um... I guess technically Gentleman Jack was 2019. I just don't, I bought the first season because I didn't feel like buying HBO. So I've been rewatching it. I think I'm going to do HBO Max, mainly because I want to watch In the Heights. Mm. I'm with us now. <laughs> we can kick off. I guess it's me kicking off. It is you. Yeah. Okay. Let me make a note. Uh, it doesn't tell me how long I've been recording.